0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Manpatreon Podcast. My name is Dumodenga and as always, I am pleased to have Zuzo Katsu, the co-host with me. What's up, Zuzo? Hey
1: man, I'm good man, and you? I'm great, I'm that, uh I know that everyone's scared of the coronavirus, but you know, we've got to keep it going. Yes. Gotta keep it going, got to keep recording, we got to keep having fun, just having discussions, you know, it is. Um, hello to everyone else. To the listeners, to the new listeners To subscribers, to the Patreons Really appreciate appreciate You guys coming and listening to our show um, Yeah, man I hope it's another great episode uh, As you can see now, unfortunately We don't have uh, um, um, Biak, but like we said Mbiake um, is uh, just a contributor He's not necessarily a regular person So you'll come from time to time And you know, for that uh, We'll have great discussions with him uh but we still have a lot of guests coming on uh hopefully we have a guest next week and hopefully we no more in quarantine damn it uh, but nonetheless yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, God, duo can you just handle the mm-hmm. admin uh what people what people can do to share to subscribe everything
0: oh yeah so guys if you want to help us you want to assist us it's very simple you can go to manpatre.com forward slash support dash us And you will find uh, many ways in which you can support us. You can support us financially by becoming a Patreon. I mean, becoming a patron, sorry, on Patreon. Uh, It's only $4 a month, but I know now the exchange rate is off the charts. So, guys, you can also make once off donations as well. Um, Our details are on the website. You can do it there. Or you can also share this podcast with your friends and family. It actually helps um, the message or our message get spread out there very quickly. So, okay, Zozo, right, so today, or not even today, but this week has been a very interesting week, right, Um, you know, in South Africa especially, I think that um, what we also need to realize is that um, this virus is really causing a lot of people to do um, some stuff that many people think is questionable. So, for example, there's this thing of panic buying, um, which I think is kind of rational because people don't know how this is going to, how long this is going to last. But I think what I think the the, the, the question that um, should be asked is um, the price gouging. Is price gouging moral? You know, um, why I think, sh- should the guys do it or shouldn't they do it? What do you think about that?
1: Uh, well, firstly, let's just say that you know, guys, you know, from the previous week in which we recorded to now, things have changed drastically. We've increased from eighty-five to two hundred and two. It's um, it's a bit, yeah, I understand why people are panic buying. I understand as to why people are uh, panicking. And um, I, it's unnecessary for people to make this a class thing. It's just, you know, what am I supposed to do if I have the money and, I, and I'm and i panicking? Let me use my money to do what is necessary for me and my family. So I don't think people should be guilt-shipping into panic buying, do what they want to do. Uh, whatever they want to do, they can do it. Um, but yeah, in terms of this price gouging, that's a serious problem for people who are don't necessarily have the money to panic buy, uh, because now it creates shortages. So that's, that's the problem of price gouging, you know, and, um, and setting up uh, and price and setting up caps for people to, in terms of certain products that you can only cap it at a certain amount, you know, that's, um that's something that we need to uh get rid of as soon as possible because at the end of the day these these retailers and these suppliers need to have an incentive to actually create more and because now people are buying more they need to obviously have more so now so they need to have more products and so they need to have more incentive to get the products that they need and so they need more money and you'll see you'll probably see a lot of price hike, hikes price hike is a, is another form of uh, Form of, of uh, trying to minimize the amount of people buying, so that you don't have um, uh, shortages, and so that you can actually increase uh, supply on the supply side of the of the economy. Uh, because you're going to need that money to pay to pay your suppliers and your manufacturers more money um, to get more goods, so that you're going to have to supply to your, to the, to the, to the people that require your goods so this whole price gouging is just another form of and at the end of the day you know what does the what does the retailers have to do with the minimizing of this coronavirus you know retailers are just like everyone else they're there to provide a service or a good they shouldn't be involved in any type of measures the measures that should be the the government should be focusing on things like um things like uh banning people from from traveling to South Africa if they come from uh, high-risk areas or at least monitoring those things um, I, they must be focused on trying to get hold of people who are infected who are might have contacted with people who are infected those are the type of things that people should be focusing on and not things like price gouging, not things like banning restaurants from um, um, from selling alcohol at 6 pm i don't understand what does it have to do with
0: apparently with, <laughs> Apparently, that story is actually... I don't know if it's true or not, but I saw yeah. somewhere that it's fake news, but we can verify that. Uh, no, no, no. This no. thing, this this thing is, of 6 p.m. Uh, so, it's tele- really happening.
1: No, no. Big tele- no, you said you're not allowed to sell alcohol after 6 p.m., but you can okay. still open have your restaurant opened until 10 p.m. or 9 p.m. or whatever.
0: I saw, but I, I, I don't know if it's true, but I saw somewhere someone saying something that that is actually um, fake news shockingly now but i don't know but i'll verify it i'll put it in the description if it actually is true or not um Mm -hmm. yeah but you know the 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 price gouging i mean you you explained it very well i think that um the the biggest issue that we have to face right now is that a lot of people don't understand economics so the and and they don't understand the basics of human behavior as well and because of that it becomes a, a major issue because now People just look at the government and say, hey, government, you need to do something. You need to do it now. Otherwise, it's going to get worse. But think about it this way, because they don't see the reverse. Like if you say that there's a cap on the prices, as you mentioned before, there's going to be a shortage of supply. And when there's a shortage of supply, there's nothing left to sell. And that's exactly what we saw in Venezuela. In Venezuela, they actually, it's not even during a crisis. Yeah, they they actually um, put um, price controls on a lot of goods, and supermarkets saw that it's not worth selling them anymore. And many of them actually buy these goods on the black market at a ridiculous price, which is not regulated. And, uh-huh. um, and you get these shortages. And what's going to happen is, and, I, and I've seen even producers of bread in Venezuela, um, they don't even sell it on the normal market anymore because of the fact that they can make more money on the black market because the regulations are, are, are crazy. So it's, yeah, I just think that for the viewers out there, who are also concerned with this price gouging, you must also understand that um, it, when the suppliers actually increase the price, they, you must also understand that it allows them to handle their supply so they can keep mm-hmm. in business. Because if they don't do it, then what's going to happen? We're going to be in a, tr- in a situation where there's nothing to sell and the stock is going <laughs> to run out very quickly. You know, So it's, it's a soft landing. It, 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 just, it just causes people – it's like petrol. When the price of petrol goes up, people drive less. You know, yes. they go out less exactly. on weekends and everything. It's a soft landing. But then imagine now if they say there must be a, a, a petrol price cap of ten rand. There's going to be um, a, a shortage, shortage of petrol. Yeah, and no one's gonna have petrol. So I think mm-hmm. we also need to look at it from that perspective. You have well. to,
1: yeah, you have to minimize the amount of because at the end of the day, because there's an infa- there's a finite amount of resources in the world, so even like in um, food. Uh, f- food food or whatever resource or whatever good or service there's a finite amount of it so the way that suppliers are able to ensure that they stay in business but also ensure that they're actually supplying the goods is that they have to control the amount of people buying the goods or else yeah. they're gonna run out and the way yeah, they do that is by hiking the price so you'll see retailers like shop Riot and all these guys hiking the price but their suppliers are also hiking the price because their suppliers don't have amount of uh, supply resources that the retailers need to sell to the market, so obviously they're going to increase their their prices so they can control the amount of people that buy their own their own goods or services. It's just how economics yeah. works.
0: Yeah, and uh, the Competition Commission anyway, we criticised them a bit last week. They, oh, really? um, oh, I don't know, if, I yeah, the, there's an article on News Twenty Four. And the title reads um, "Competition Watchdog to Crack Down on Price Gouging During Coronavirus Outbreak." And um, you know, I, I think now, just given that, I just think that um, you know, the Competition Commission, you know, in the in recent weeks, hasn't been making the right decisions in the market on many other issues. And I think that now, um, now that the, now that they're getting involved in this, if when there's a shortage of goods and services, they're not, no one's going to run to the Competition Commission and say, "Hey." You guys are responsible for this. So I think um, people need to try and connect the dots. You know, guys, please learn economics. Please learn the basics of economics because, you know, if you don't know it, you're going to be easily fooled and um, you're going to believe in policies that are dangerous when you think they're good and so forth. So, I mean, I think this is just a real good basic case of of economics and, um, you know, and why they are... Why you can't have supply and demand controls in a market like yeah, this?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You just have to understand that you know, as much as you see retailers having to hike price, hack uh, their prices because you know, like you know, like uh, Thomas Sal says, you know, there's, there's an infinite amount of resources in the world, yes and for us not to finish that, we have to obviously control the market. The way yep. you control the market. The best way to is to is to regulate um, is for businesses themselves to regulate their prices how they see fit, so that they can ensure that they still have finite amount of resources uh, for the next day for the next uh, day of trade. So yeah, some of these also. Also, I wanted to also speak about what do you think about the fact that these some of these political parties are asking for, for um, loans to be a holiday period for loans to be repaid, uh, rent to be uh, Yo. We, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a bit, you know, on either I'm, I'm, side.
0: I'm yeah, I think I, I can understand why someone would be conflicted on this, right? But mm. I think this has to be, I think that decision has to be made by the retailer themselves. So if you like, let's say living in an apartment, remember those guys have cost to cover as well so um and it costs money to you know like i mean even where i live i'm not going to say where i live exactly because you know the head is (laughs) out there right so but um, the the reality is that (laughs) you know where i live there's costs you know there are there's staff that come and clean the 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 place there is electricity there is insurance as well because you know there's insurance as well um and and all those things so the the retailer has to make that decision themselves i don't think it's something that should be um i don't think the government should get involved and say no you guys must give them a loan if a bank says okay you know what we're giving you a uh, a a payment holiday okay fine no problem i mean i think there are some banks i'm not going to mention their names but there are banks who actually do have payment holidays on loans so uh, especially in jan you know, because everyone goes crazy in Jan and they say don't pay in Jan. But yeah. I think what they do is, I think what they do is, uh, I don't know if they, if, if, um, if they count that month as a month where you did not pay. I don't think they do that. But there are companies that are already doing that already. But and it's and it's and and it's and it's a question of how much are they willing to, to 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 um how much risk they're willing to take. I just I just don't think that um the government should force it, but. Also, at the same time, there's a lot of uncertainty as well. So if, the, if, the gov- if the, these companies come out and say, oh, let's have a payment holiday, for how long? Because remember, those companies, they have staff to pay. They also need money. They have, they have children as well. They have all these uh, things going on for them. So um, mm. in my opinion, I just think that, um, yeah, it just goes down to the retailer. If they want to be uh, civil, if they want to do something, then, yeah, let them do it. Yeah,
1: um, I feel the same as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, it should be the decision of the of the banks themselves that um, that take that decision. Um, I, I'm glad that you know some of, they haven't actually regulated or put in any leg- legislation as of yet in terms of these payment holidays. Uh, I think they're just encouraging banks to do so, and that's fine. You know, as long as there's yeah. no force. You know, like yes. we always say you shouldn't force people to do what they don't want to do so you know it's fine if you're encouraging it i I, that's fine you maybe might think differently um political parties might think differently they obviously wanna you know be favorable to the constituency um but you know this is a call for the banks if they can actually do it and not you know um i don't know um Stop giving out loans, or or whatever thing that that's gonna hurt the other markets. You know how if if you hit, if you, you know, if you squeeze on one side, the other one, you know, the other one just inflates the other side of yeah, the yeah yeah. Inflates. So I just hope that they're able to do this using um, without hurting the market and the people yeah. that actually need bonds, or mortgage bonds, or they need loans or whatever it may be. I hope they they can do that. They can take a, a wise decision according to that. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, that, that that leads us to our next discussion in terms of the reserve bank cutting its interest rates.
0: <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um look, I, I think uh you see the, the I wish Mpiake was here to give his opinion on this, right? But mm-hmm. um I I think, you know, just given, you know, the situation, I think the 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 the, the thinking behind this, um, decision was that, you know, a lot of people might be left out of work. So they need to actually take out a loan and to to keep on surviving. So therefore they cut the interest rates just to make the repayments a bit, um, easier. So Mm -hmm. the people that, that actually have houses and everything like that, it's going to be a good um, few months for them in the sense that, you know, their, their bond repayments will decrease unless they've take, if they take the variable interest rate option, but also, we also need to look at it from the impact of the of um spending power, okay, so what happens now is that um if uh, again basic economics, if you um, cut the interest rates what 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 happens people are going to borrow more and save less, so when people mm-hmm. borrow more, that increases the supply of money in the market, and when the supply of money increases, what happens you get um is it demand inflation. push inflation? You, you get inflation, but from the demand side where there's a lot of money chasing too few goods and then eventually yeah. the suppliers actually uh, increase their prices, what we are talking about earlier. So that's the only um, negative thing that I think we should actually watch out for is that Look if they do cut the interest rates, it does actually um, increase inflation. Now, you saw what the USA did. They slashed them like like, I think, I don't zero. know if it's all the way down to Yeah, all the way down to zero. And and mm-hmm. that just really kills. I mean, like, for example, the guys that are saving, the value of their savings are going to decrease massively. And, mm-hmm. Well, not massively, but it's going to get impacted because now mm-hmm. what the government is doing is that they're putting more money in the markets, which therefore makes the money that has been saved a bit less valuable than it was before, and therefore their spending power decreases. So... I think I can understand the logic behind it, but you know I think, the, as Thomas Saul said, there's no perfect solution. There's always trade-off. And the trade-off is that you're going to have high inflation. And given the coronavirus out- outbreak as well, um, it's going to slow down business even more. So now imagine now you have less supply of goods and services. You cut the interest rates. Um, that means more people are going to take out money But then now this, and then you also have these um, price controls on top of that. Then they will that will just make the no supply situation even worse. So yeah, I I think um, look, I mean, I don't want to be too critical of the Reserve Bank at this point in time. I can understand the decision. Um, If they said we're not cutting, they're gonna you know, I can imagine the EFF and the ANC going around saying, you see, this is why the Reserve Bank needs to be nationalized. You know, so. I think it, it's, it has also to do with politics at the same time. But yeah, um, I'm a bit conflicted on the decision. But at the same time, they should also realize that, look, there, is a, there are some ramifications and the in, and inflation will go up as a result.
1: Yeah. Um, for me, I think that I should actually... Look, we've had a good Reserve Bank and Reserve Bank Governor. as Khanyako has ensured that the, his conservative way of thinking... His conservative econ- economics have ensured that you know, inflation is relatively good. Um, it's it's controlled. Uh, the six percent previously was um, a good a good a good place for us. He's uh, ensured that you know, and in the way he's ensured that inflation hasn't gone up. That's that's great work for the Reserve Bank and the governor. So in this crisis, I feel like we should give them a there's no there's no like you said there's no perfect solution and the reserve, the yeah. reserve bank could have actually kept it as it is but obviously you know that's that's detrimental to the to the to poor, poor working class you know citizens that require yeah. you know more loans just to yeah. just to make it at the end of the month you know with these regulations that have come in and that's the thing like you know if you're going to as for the interest rate cuts you should rather not put in the regulations that have been implemented recently Section. you know yeah. you shouldn't you shouldn't say that people must stop selling alcohol you shouldn't say that people must stop um, must uh, you, you shouldn't implement pr- price caps you shouldn't be doing that you, sh- you should rather let the market uh, do what it does best but then after that with the reserve bank cutting its rates, it could have actually been better and I don't know the long-term effects that this thing could have it could have detrimental long term effects, but I think that the government in this in this regard and not not the Reserve Bank but the government has ha, has uh, u- has used this crisis to to implement the wrong things, and yeah. uh, it's I, I don't know I think it's going to come back to bite them, um, but uh, in terms of the Reserve Bank I'm happy with what they've done they've had to they had to do it, hopefully the only thing that they are worried about is inflation of course but they've had to do it. They had to implement this thing so that people can have a cushion blow at the end of this month so that they can pay their debts, including also the retailers that these some of these um, the retailers, yeah. the suppliers, the banks, these guys that gonna have to take out more loans just to just to make break even at the end of this month and the following month. So you know uh, the reserve bank is actually a lot helping a lot of businesses, uh, a lot of consumers as well. But at the same time, I think that, you know, the Reserve Bank and the government are not working in tandem. They're not yeah. working together. They're not thinking about what... Uh, they are two opposite sides of the world. The government yeah. should have insisted and pushed the Reserve Bank to go to 4% in my regard. But the government should have kept those... Uh, they should have uh, thrown those regulations in the bin and just kept it as it is. Uh, the only thing they should have obviously done was implement the travel bans... And those type of things and uh, the social gatherings uh, should be less because that's actually scientific facts. That yeah. you know, if you have more than hundred people, you're gonna have a, an increased amount of people getting contact, uh, contact with the infected with the uh, COVID-19 virus. Mm-hmm. So that's actually based on facts. At least that you know you understand that the travel ban and the less than hundred people is actually based on facts. Implementing price caps is not based on fa- on facts. Implementing um, trade re- regulations is not based on facts; it's just based on um, how you feel. Yeah, um, feelings, Yeah, yeah. Con- Are yeah. like you trying to play to your constituency? Um, yeah. Of course, uh, the Reserve Bank as well, based on facts. when he actually announced that, he was actually gave a thirty minute presentation as to why he had to do it, and. The underlying thing was that a lot of businesses and a lot of people are going to take a hit this month and the following month due to this virus. And so we need to cushion the blow. Yeah. So both of these, um, so it's, it's based on facts. So the real problem here for me is government just not doing anything based on facts. It's just doing everything just to play to their constituency. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah and, and like it, it reminds of what uh, Malema was saying. Well, He's not part of government, but you know, he thinks exactly like the ANC anyway. When you're saying that, you know, all the private hospitals don't go for profit. You must help people and whatever and whatever, whatever. And uh, I, I just think that, like, again, these guys, these politicians, they're so good at playing on feelings. They are so good at it. Mm-hmm. That's, why the, the, that's why the competition commission is running off the businesses that are increasing their prices when they're trying to cover their costs, you know? And... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at this and, time, and, is. Mm-hmm. this is the them? right
1: time to go for, to maximize profit this is the right time to maximize as much you it, have it, to it's squeeze
0: not even, it's not even it's not even maximizing profit for them it yeah, might be yeah. just be covering their costs you know yeah, what i'm saying to break even. Like, I'm, to break yeah even, like yeah. yeah to break even i mean some of them like for example now that the coronavirus has hit sales have gone down so now they're like they still have staff to pay and they're like okay now if you have to pay the staff um, and uh, I don't want to take out an extra loan, well, I'm going to have to, um, you know, increase my prices. And also, at the same exactly. time, I'm running out of supply. You know, I mean, exactly. I know we've we, we covered this, but the, the problem is that they, these politicians love to vilify business. They love to do that. And, you know, I, I, and I just wish business owners could just stand up and say, listen, guys, it's we don't do this because... We have nothing better to do. It's not like we rub our hands and we're like, ooh, yes, okay. How are you going to screw yeah. over customers today? Like, I mean, really? Come on, man. It, it's, it, Dude, and it's, just, that, it's just, yeah.
1: And the thing is that, you know, just um, applying some of these these things to real world examples is that I've heard from a couple of guys um, and they are small businesses have to uh, stop the increases given to the to the to the employees now they've yeah. uh, removed most employees are not going to get bonus they're not going to get end of year bonuses uh, most employees are not gonna they're gonna have to take some salary cuts some benefits are gonna have to be taken away various things like that you know some some of my friends have told me that you know their businesses are gonna are not gonna increase their um, their salaries some of them are gonna say that they might get rechanged some of them say that they have to come to work just to not ensure that they can pay their bills at the end of this month and the next. So yeah. businesses and consumers are taking a real hit. Uh yeah. it's scary yeah. how much yeah. It's really scary and, as to what what's gonna happen to a lot of people and for politicians to use this as a as a way to play on feelings is just stupid. You need we need to break even or else we will collapse this economy. It's just facts. It's just facts.
0: It, well, it, it that is 110% true. I think that, uh, you know, we, we, this is why we always say get clued up. You know, people must get clued up on, on what's going on, how economies work and stuff like that. You can't just be listening to your favorite politician wearing a red overall in front of the camera and then you see him wearing Gucci and all this other type of stuff um, on another day living a, a lavish lifestyle and then expect him to think that he cares about you. No, the guy cares about himself, and that's why people should, um, you know, get clued up, you know, learn about the economy, learn how basic economics work. And you will see, this is why, you know, you and I, we criticize the decisions of the Competition Commission and the government, why we criticize EWC and all these other um, things that the government wants to, you know, put in place. And uh, because, you know, we just have a basic understanding of economics and people should do that. They should just understand how the economy works as opposed to just thinking that the politician is looking out for them. They're not, man. They're trying to score points. They're trying to win the next election. They're planning for the next one, guys. They don't care about you. You know, all they're just going to do is come to you and give you free KFC and a T-shirt and then you vote for them. And then they go away for the next five years. and 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 that's it that's the reality i mean and you're gonna just say well and i can imagine five years like yeah i voted for this politician like why well he gave me free kfc like dude that's like one meal in a day and you that's because that's why you voted for him like come on man like are we that low that we're gonna vote for someone just because he gave you kfc kfc streetwise too how much is that thing anyway isn't it like 10 bucks or something 10 bucks so it's you're going to vote for bucks. someone because he bought you something worth 10 bucks. Come on, bro. Come on. 10 bucks, yeah. dude. Okay, I, like I know 10 bucks is a lot to some people. But but still, yeah. though. But still. Come on. For 10 rand.
1: At the end of the day, I know that because of the lack of implementation by the government, a lot of businesses businesses who sell alcohol, like Tariff and Shebeens, yeah. are going to continue selling. At uh, abnormal hours In the AMs No matter what So And they know exactly why Because uh, because It's not like Cuba Where at 5 o'clock I have no reason To st- still keep my doors open The government is still Going to pay me my My salary nonetheless yeah. In South <laughs> Africa Because you know At least the market Is still relatively free to Compared to those countries yeah. uh, Whoever comes to my door After 5 AM And wants uh, a beer you know a case of beer or some vodka or anything i'm gonna sell them to him. i'm gonna sell him because that's a deserving customer that's a customer of mine that wants something from me and i'm gonna give it to him and um because of that very and because of this is essentially informal market whatever business comes you take it and so you know i'm glad that you know informal businesses are gonna keep on going with this thing uh with, with uh keeping their doors open and having to you know, um, trade. At the end of the day, that's important. You gotta break even. You gotta ensure that you know at the end of the month, for you gotta you gotta cover your cost. And this is the most important thing. Um, for those people that are those people that only listen to politicians, you probably are the problem. Um, you are you know you are not the solution, and uh, you're not gonna take any. The government or anyone else who's in a position of power should not. Taking the advice from you, then exactly. the day it's yeah, it's important that uh, as a as a country we understand that we are not at a at, you know we started this this started this crisis off at a at a low point. We're in a recession. People are forgetting.
0: Oh yeah, they yeah. like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> flip like you see that news just as soon, yeah, that news just um you know just. Uh, took everything out man it, like uh, it, it just made us forget about the COVID virus made us forget about um the uh, whole yeah, fact I, that we're already in a recession yeah
1: yes we're already in a recession a technical recession we are not growing at all and that's for various reasons that we've that we have obviously uh said a lot of times on, on this on this platform but at this point in time in this crisis the same same principles apply the basic you know, economics to apply if you're gonna if the reserve bank is going to increase the businesses should try and try very at least to break even um i understand that you're gonna have to take out loans and you know take advantage of this opportunity but at least do your your financials before beforehand and you know and uh, keep your doors open keep your doors open yeah. keep trading keep working and, uh, you know, we, we'll hold your hand. I don't think, I don't, I don't know if you've seen uh, the president saying that they've got businesses back in this time of crisis. What has been happening the whole time since then? Yeah. Uh, why would, now? <laughs> why would now? You know, you've had, uh, you've had a year and a half to do that. You've had uh, opportunities to cut regulations. You've had opportunities to cut tax. Um, to 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 implement uh, re, um, tax flat tax re- rates. If you had the uh, opportunity to open the market for elections for elect uh, energy um, generation, for energy supply, you've had the opportunity to fire people to arrest people, but you haven't. You've had opportunities to fix the the police service, but you haven't. Exactly. So, so yeah. Um- um, it's just okay. this. It doesn't. It doesn't make any difference now because it's a crisis that you're saying. We are. Uh, we got your back. you never had our back. Exactly. You are killing us. You want to take our property. Our, our property. You want to take our rights to our property. Yeah. You don't have our back. You don't have our back. And um, it's it's important that we realize this is this is a reality that you know we're on our own. And yep. for businesses and businesses need to realize that government is not your friend. And this is why do, like you said, these businesses have to take um have to stand up on themselves. They have to say, "You know what? Nah, we got this. We move these regulations. Uh, they don't make sense. We need to make money. We need to grow this economy. We need to pull people out of poverty and the private sector uh, with with uh, with the government helping and playing the behind the scenes we
0: will do that yeah and uh okay uh just the the kfc streetwise 2 is actually 30 bucks sorry guys it's actually not 10. <laughs> so just, yeah. i just i just wanted to clarify that and then also uh i, I just also wanted to mention talking about this thing about private property actually, you see this coronavirus has taken over the news so much that like we've actually forget what's actually happening in south africa i saw a comment on facebook where someone said you know at least under zuma he put a lid on socialism, if you think about it. Um, <laughs> what well, he, he ate. So, in fact, like, you know, because now that I'm looking about it in retrospect, like, Zuma was actually better than Ramaphosa. Even though he went around and, and ate and, um, you know, had fun, you know, mm-hmm. just looting and stuff, at least then we still had our private property, rights. So that's yeah, not to say that... When-
1: was running at 2%. Uh, going, I was going at 2%.
0: Yeah, so and, and unemployment was actually lower. So uh, Zuma can actually stand up and say, "Hey, but guys, uh, I, when I was president, unemployment was never at 29 percent. Like yes. I did nothing, and they caught it. now you know I'm trying to say now Ramaphosa does something, and they I don't know why Zuma doesn't even say that. I don't understand why. I mean, if I was Zuma right now, right, I would actually go and actually like you know you know go to Nkandla, go wherever. But he's sick, right? Right now hope he gets better mm-hmm. soon but, but he's also going to a, jail so
1: he's the problem yeah, is that he's, he, he's, also under, he's also under receiving exactly. under the law which but is that, controlled but, by a passer so yes, if he but, talks that shit he's gonna get they're gonna just exp, expedite his
0: shit and
1: they're gonna so he's gonna play the game
0: zuma so, is a remarkable no uh, like i'm not a zuma fan right but i'm gonna give zuma mm-hmm. credit for it's due right that guy has got a huge following, a massive, massive following. We saw in 2009, I remember when I was in Varsity that year, and most of the guys that I knew from KZN, it was just, it was Zuma or nothing. Like, they didn't care. It was, it was like, I'm telling you, it's Zuma or nothing. But, and also besides that, even though I, th- I think there were other people that weren't Zulu that supported the guy. But I'm just saying, Zuma can use this as an opportunity to say, listen, when I was president, none of these things were happening. You know, people are not pulling out. People were not doing these crazy things. You know, unemployment was not so high as it is right now. I think Zuma can actually pull that. And then that comment that that guy made, where he said that um, at least he put a lid on EWC. Yeah, at least he did. I won't yeah, lie, man. Zuma was he ate a lot, but at least he didn't want to take my property. And now if someone Zuma is not,
1: Zuma is not a demagogue. He's not an ideologue. He is. Yeah, not he's not <laughs> socialist. He's just. Uh, he's a regular ass township nigga.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so like I he's think yes. <laughs> if, you know what? I ideas. C.E. I, I, so you you never have a perfect leader, all right? So mm-hmm. even though Zuma was far from the perfect leader, at least then my private property you was know, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The only, know,
1: so the only problem with Zuma is that he, he he partnered with the wrong people, in the sense that he partnered with the ideologues which is the SACP to gain power, so he yeah. had to obviously he had to obviously play the game in that regard. But Zoua is not a an ideologue or a socialist or a lefty. He is for himself. He likes bitches. He <laughs> he likes eating. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 That's, that's he's the typical township nigga. Like yeah, there's no, there's no thinking. There's
0: no ideas that I buy into his head. It's me, 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 me. Exactly. And and <laughs> yeah. and people should understand that. Like, and, and that's why, like, Zwillin, Zuma, Vavi, and all of them. I remember when Vavi was saying that, oh, it was my mistake to put my trust in Zuma. And I'm like, yeah. Because he doesn't give a damn about socialism. He gives a damn yeah. about himself. That's yeah. the reason why. <laughs> like, I was like, but, damn it. Like, it, It's only, like, you see, the problem is that when you're in the moment, you fail to see everything. You only see it, like, as as has said, you, you, you only know when you look back from, where, from the point where you are now. And then you will understand and say, oh, flip, you know what? Maybe I should have actually supported Zuma. Not because I wanted, the, not because I, I like the guy, but at least the interest that he has will protect my interest. You know? Exactly. So, you don't. You, sign and, and, and now.
1: Consequences of
0: thief. <laughs> exactly. You yeah. just, let the thief stay. As I say, it's better to stick with the devil, you know. You Know mm-hmm. and uh, at least we know Zuma is gonna eat, but hey, bro, at least um, you know, he won't put some crazy regulations on the economy and, and, and yeah, stuff like that. Know you know, about that. he doesn't know, but anything
1: again, about, he, okay. he's just gonna. The thing is that we forget most of the time, as and also the media sometimes. Uh, I have no, sometimes I believe, uh, um, my and then when they say Stratcom and all that stuff because these guys. They um, they keep on blaming Zuma, 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 but they don't blame Praveen, who increased our debt to how much is it? Sixty percent right now exactly. of GDP.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
1: um yeah. a budget deficit of six percent. He dude, we have no money because of the snake. You know what yeah. I mean? We have no money. And and the and you also and also various other niggers like Rob Davies cutting their investment protection from across the world. You know, and um, getting out of uh, trade trade uh, agreements with other countries. Um, Ibrahim Patel also implementing regulations that are killing us. Uh, yeah. Tito and various other labor ministers that have implemented these labor restrictions, like these crazy labor restrictions of 1995. What else? Um, various other ministers that have or people of the ideologues and leftists. That have implemented these stupid ideas that have put our economy under, you know, in prison. And it's, you know, we're in our life right now. And yeah. Zuma has nothing to do with that. That nigga, you know what, I, I have this thing, I have this thing that Zuma would have eaten, even if our economy was running at 6%. He's still gonna eat. But at least he's yeah. running at 6%. You know what I mean? He's 6 Exactly,
0: 6%. yeah.
1: That's the thing. And I'm not saying, obviously, no. I'm not. I'm not praising Zuma. He's a thief,
0: yeah. of course. It's corrupt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, man. We were, we were we were actually. I think our, the Zuma fans were like, "Hey, two black guys supporting Zuma. Oh, wow, this is a yeah. interesting." Yeah, we're not endorsing Zuma, guys. We're not endorsing him. We just we're trying it's to be Zuma, fair right. to the guy,
1: right? Yeah, we trying <laughs> to be fair to the guy. We try to, you know, open your mind to the various other things that were happening prior to. Yeah. Oh, wow, he was president. He was just eating. That's all he yeah. was doing. But the rest <laughs> of the other guys were implementing the various regulations and restraints that were killing us. And also remember that Zuma came in after the 2008 crash. For someone, I don't think Zuma is that smart. Um, ah, come he, on. Don't insult
0: t- You're doing so well. <laughs> okay. Look, we've got a lost, we've got a connect, lost in connection. Um, I'll just wait for Zuma to come back. Okay, uh, Z- Well, so sorry, man. I think we had a, a loss in connection there. You were saying, yeah.
1: Yes, I was saying that. You know, at the end of the day, Zuma. You know, Zuma. Yeah, he's a problem, but it's bigger than just Zuma. You know what I mean? And they put him. They're crucifying him because it's the easiest target to 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 um, uh, to focus on. Because he's not in the government no more. But there's again, many guys, other things. Mm-hmm.
0: And again, this is not an endorsement of Zuma, you know, it's, uh, please, like, <laughs> not we, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're not saying <laughs> that Zuma was the greatest president, but we're just saying that if you look at the interests that we have, well, I have as a libertarian and others have a conservatives, Zuma was not, Zuma was um, more focused on getting more money for himself than anything else. And, uh, and, and was not interested. Well, I mean, he did say things in favor of land expropriation of without compensation, but he didn't implement anything. He just paid it lip service, right? Yeah. But anyway, look, I mean, yeah, Zuma, um, you have, uh, look, man, I know you're going through some tough times (laughs) right now, but, um, yeah, look, I mean, he's overcome many before and I'm pretty sure that he probably will overcome this one. Um, I don't think... He, I I really don't... I think it's corruption whoa, whoa, trial. Oh, he should,
1: whoa, he's still stole, nigga. So, he's just huh? still corruption. He still stole. Yeah, no. He still not, stole. There's not overcoming nothing.
0: Yeah, so. he, no, but you know how it is. You know the narrative that he puts, like, oh, man, you know, everyone's after me. So, you know, the, the, that's how it is with him. So, he thinks this is another trial that he's going to overcome. As for me, mm-hmm. it's like, bro, you've been stealing. People are coming after you. The closets are coming... I mean, the skeletons are coming out of the closet now, so... Yeah, so like, uh, it is. It is. Okay. So, so uh, yeah.
1: So yeah, man. Anyway, uh, end of <laughs> end of this coronavirus in South Africa. Uh, let's go abroad where we um, where we where people have been blaming Trump for calling this virus the China virus.
0: Oh uh, my goodness! <laughs>
1: the Trump- Chinese virus.
0: I think you know personally. I think um, Trump is, has become the person that people love to hate. So um, I've seen it. Like I was looking at my Facebook feed, my Twitter feed. Everyone's just like, "Oh, racism, racism, racism!" Screaming mm-hmm. racism. Trump is being racist. Now, look. Here's the thing. I. I, I here, this is my. Here's my point on it. Right. I think mm-hmm. that if you look at it uh, from a perspective of, um, of, of 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 ethnicity, right there have been people, um, Chinese people or Asians or people from the Far East or people that look Chinese. Because you know in South Africa, bro, someone can come from Japan or Korea and then (laughs) we'll just say, ah, this guy, they're from China. Like we'll just, yeah, you know, I'm from China. That's a thing. And then they'll be speaking Korean and we'll still call it is China because you can't tell the difference. So what happens now is that... Uh, 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 what happens, there's, there's a lot of nuance But but you know as black people You know what I'm talking about Like when you're like, no, the car's not from China, it's from Korea Ah, same thing, man it's, uh, They speak same the same thing. language so good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly That's how some That's how some uh, black folks are But it's not all black folks, right This is just from my experience So, yeah. now, o- what happened now Is that um, Okay, so there's been a lot of people who are Chinese Or look Chinese, or from the Far East And they've been on the the receiving end of um some would say racial abuse, and even I would say racial abuse or prejudice, right? Um, where they're saying ah, oh, you guys are corona, you bring in corona here, everything like that. And some of them, you know, have received some pretty harsh words. Now, the thing about it now is that Trump calls this the China virus, some call it the Kung Flu, some call it um the Wuhan <laughs> virus. <laughs> Kung, Kung Flu, I'm not joking. I think that came from a 4chan post. I'm not going to lie to you, man. So, wow. <laughs> so now, um, the, the problem is that <laughs> they're blaming Trump for it now. And, I'm, and, and I showed a video on my Facebook, my personal Facebook, where there were these people from China, Chinese tourists going to Kenya, and then there were Kenyans going up to these Chinese people saying, hey, you guys have got corona. They didn't say, hey, Chinese virus, Wuhan virus, what, what, what. They referred to the thing as corona. And they didn't use the, they used the oh, sorry, they used the politically correct term, but they still targeted Chinese people. So to blame Trump for this is is not the right thing to do. I think you know, obviously we don't want Chinese people being on the receiving end of, of racial abuse, but at the same time, um, we've had plagues before, like um, the Spanish flu, right? The the Spanish flu. What about that? You know now. Are we gonna go back in time and go to all the history books and call it, I don't know, El I don't know, El Nino virus. I don't know, but something yeah. that like something that is like politically correct. And I think for me, I don't think the name is the problem. It's the stigma because people can still call it corona and then they'll attach it to Chinese people, even if they don't refer to it as the Wuhan virus. So I think um, you know blaming trump on this is stupid and i think trump was right i mean to be fair to the guy when they asked when the reporter asked him why do you call it the chinese virus he's like,' because yeah because it came from china you know i mean he wants to be accurate and he's right it did come from china but he did not endorse um, racial abuse or racial prejudice and the problem is that the left is trying to make it sound like as if that if someone called it the wuhan virus or the chinese virus then therefore it is racial abuse, and I don't think that is the case. I think that one can still call it the Chinese virus and still hold the view that we shouldn't be prejudicial towards Chinese people, and one can still call it the coronavirus and still have prejudice towards Chinese people. So, it's all about the prejudice, not about what we call the virus. That's my opinion.
1: So, um, I think that there's various reasons why this guy calls it China virus. Uh, The Chinese virus, because firstly, you know, what, chi- the, what, China, what China did in, in when it started breaking out, this thing, it's um, uh, uh, the Chinese government said that they got it from the U- U.S. soldiers, and so
0: yeah.
1: that was a lie. Um, and also the fact that China and America have never looked eye to eye, and also China have lied in regards to this virus, and they didn't tell us that, hey, niggas, this is real now.
0: Yeah, this is something yeah.
1: that we should deal with quickly or else. Uh, and how to deal with it, and what is it? Before they were, before they allowed people to get out of the of Wuhan and travel around the world, including China as well, and now infecting everyone, or or or, or, or uh, gagging people who actually were talking about how this virus is gonna make is gonna be devastating to the world, like some doctors who who uh, made discovery that this thing is actually a problem, and people. Sh- Chinese government should actually do something about it. they gag those niggas as well. They stop everyone from talking about it. So, you know, at the end of the day, and also the fact that this thing is from China, uh, it started in China. The breakout was in China, and then after it spread to the rest of the world, and we know that's a fact. And so it's 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 a, it's, not, it's it's a there was a lot of various reasons as to why Donald Trump is he he. Um, he would like to call it the, the Chinese virus, but he has no reason to, to like China. He has no reason to. the first to, place, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and he doesn't have. And he doesn't mind being the, the the evil Knievel. He doesn't like. He doesn't mind being everyone. He'd rather take the hits uh, than to keep his mouth closed. And that's Donald Trump for you. Yeah, he's yeah. not a. He's not a diplomat. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's not diplomatic. He is a strange shooter. Well, sometimes a strange shooter, sometimes just an idiot. But <laughs> but it is what it is. It is a Chinese virus and it comes from obviously we need to call it the by its scientific name, which is COVID nineteen. And um, for various reasons why we call it that. But you know, uh it's called COVID nineteen, but you know, call it the Chinese virus is not a lie that it came from China. And yeah
0: and and, and and also just to add on to that, it doesn't necessarily mean that now we are prejudicial towards Chinese people if we call it the Chinese virus. The yeah. same way, you know, if you call it the Spanish flu, you know, it doesn't mean that we're prejudicial towards the Spanish.
1: I could but, understand how it can be prejudicial to some people because at the end of the day a political leader influences his constituency and there might be people who use it that we use that as a as a way to discriminate against Chinese people. We get that
0: like a dog whistle.
1: Yes, like something of that sort. Even the people in Kenya, those people in Kenya that you that you referred to and you shared on your on your Facebook, you know, they could use it in a discriminatory way just because they see Chinese people. Now they say they have Corona. No, it's not that. But it comes from China. Yeah. (laughs) but It comes from China. And that's a fact. Mm. And for various reasons. And this virus is a problem. And the reason why the reason why it's a problem uh, well it, came, it comes from China because it, it, it comes from the wet market in which people are eating whatever they they want to eat whether it be rats, dogs, pangolin, whatever animal they feel like eating on the day. This is a reality in China and um, I don't know if look man um, you're allowed to eat whatever you want to eat. You know, as a as a libertarian in that regard, I'm a libertarian. Like uh, eat whatever you wanna eat, but this is not yeah, the first time. Of yeah, of course. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Um, but you know, it, this is not the first time this has happened. In mean, which China has you know, let um, has has uh, has created a virus in which now it's devastating to the world. It happened with swine flu. It happens with the SARS virus and it's 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 an issue and they all come from these wet markets where they eat whatever they may eat whatever they eat and so and of course we're not saying that you know of course like i'm saying you can eat whatever you want to eat but like you know if this thing is going to always cause a problem then stop eating it the government actually shut those things down you know they can actually use those animal they can actually bring in the environmentalist and the animal rights people and shut that shit down you know yeah. what i mean pull some you know, guilt trip or the people that do that shit but mm. we know why uh, we have a we have a um, we have a inclination as to why people eat all these types of animals and stuff like that it's because t- uh, during Mao's time uh, historically when they were actually practicing real communism and not the communism that they talk about now which is essentially capitalism at its best yeah um, <laughs> It it led to the starvation of how many 60 million people, right? Yeah,
0: like six. I think 60, I think think it's 40 million people that died, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, out of starvation. I mean, that's just horrible. Yeah,
1: Yeah, the communism there was worse than even Stalin's communism. (laughs) I think Stalin's was worse. Anyway, (laughs) okay, yeah, okay, Stalin had the gulags, but you know, that's a discussion another day. But due to the communism that this guy and the expropriation and the collectivism that Mao practiced and the Communist Party practiced in China back in the day, in the 60s, it led to people having to eat whatever they may eat. They had to eat dogs, like they do doing in Venezuela now, they had to eat cats, they had to eat any animal that they could get their hands on because there was no food. There's literally no food. And now you know because they can find these animals, they eat. They rather eat that than die, of course. And now exactly, a, yeah, the, And yeah. now it's become a cuisine, and yeah. uh, we understand. But now it's becoming a real problem for the world, and economies are shutting down now. And to some degree, we have to shut those markets down in some way or another. We have to shut it down.
0: Yeah, um, I think. Well, I don't know how the, the Chinese government is going to deal with this, but, but you know how they are. They tell the world one thing, and then behind closed doors, um, they do another thing, right? So yeah. that's, the, that's, the, that's just the nature of the Communist Party in China. And then, I mean, of course, and again, I, mean, I want to reiterate to the, to the guys watching, we're not trying to um, say, we're not trying to you know, encourage any you know, racial prejudice towards Chinese people. We're not trying to do that at all. In fact, we discourage it. But I just think what we're trying to do—we're trying to discuss the facts of um, what's happening in China, and why yeah. this virus came about. Look, I mean, um, you know, if, if look, I mean, th- there's many stories of how this thing came about. Some say it's the the wet market. Some say it's um, I don't know. Some uh, there was some lab or something like that. But look, we don't know for sure. But we do know that it did originate um, China. Op- yeah, it's it, it, you, you say it's the it wet
1: market. market. Because at, if it was a lab thing, it wouldn't have killed the amount of people it killed in China. Wow, China, China wouldn't allow that. But the definitely the wet markets in in China, in Wuhan, and these um, coastal cities, uh, where they eat all kinds of things, and yeah, yeah. you're gonna find something. You're find something in those things that are not healthy for humans. And now we've had we have it, COVID nineteen, yeah. and you gotta the stuff you gotta stop it you really gotta stop somewhere or another i'm not i'm not against chinese people you guys are uh, great well you, you manufacture everything for
0: us yeah Thank i got you. a huawei phone man so
1: yeah <laughs> hey man As do everything my i'm wearing china i'm wearing things that are made in china Exactly. I use yeah. or whatever. you guys offer a great service to the global market and we appreciate it but you also have your own faults and we're gonna point it out when it's destroying our economies as we speak right now. So, you know, um sorry to the to the people that are for China or whatever, um we are not pre- being prejudiced against China, we're not discriminating against China, but uh we gotta just like do more we have to just point out the facts.
0: Yeah, and uh and, and, and obviously we again we we, we, we discourage racial <coughs> Uh, prejudice all the time. I mean, we 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 not for racial prejudice, and yeah, uh, yeah I mean, and, and and I just I just I just feel that now. I mean, now that um, you know China's under the spotlight, um, I think what's going to happen, right? In my opinion, I think maybe companies or manufacturers they're going to start looking at other places to manufacture their goods and services, because yeah. now, um, as one person said, now many people are paying the price for cheap labor. Uh, Cheap labor is very expensive. You know, um, we saw when the Wuhan... Not not Wuhan, sorry. The coronavirus uh, broke out initially. Uh, Car sales in China, car manufacturing, I think, uh, dropped by like close to 90%. So, I mean, this thing has a crazy, um, you know, Mm -hmm. effect on the economy. It's it's mad how... how, um, this is uh, how the the world global economy is affected by this and i think that you know um companies are going to take that they're going to say listen guys we need to diversify our risk we can't put all our eggs in in one basket in this situation so yeah it's um it's it, it's it's tough times um and also to all the 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 chinese people who have received um uh what's this thing you know unnecessary um racial hatred um you know You know, we don't encourage that. It's wrong. So, guys, you know, as much as we, again, I I know I'm re-emphasizing this for the third time, but as much as we want to discuss the facts, we are not trying to um, emphasize that it should be prejudicial towards Chinese people. That is just, you know, that is just absolutely wrong. And we don't encourage any of our viewers to do anything of that nature. So, please, guys, we discuss the facts, but at the same time, it doesn't necessarily mean that now, we must change our attitude towards people. As Martin Luther King said, we should judge people by the contents of the character, not by the color <laughs> of their skin or or what they eat. <laughs> De-
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah. But uh anyway, let's uh finish off on the fact that today is human rights day.
0: Yay!
1: Yes. Uh, um important for us because right now we are going under undergoing the infringement and the Pure atrocity of expropriation or compensation, um, which is a human right by God given, is a God given human right. The yeah, property yeah. that you earn, the, the labor that you push out, the um, the hard work that you uh, that you put out, put out in the world, and you gain compensation from it. That's your God given right. When you create music. Your IP, that's your god given. That's your property. You created the music. You supposed to get the royalties from it, unless you, as the person, uh, contract to actually sell that IP or sell that product or sell that property or sell that investment or shares. You have to consent yourself to that, and that's a god given right. It's um, it's what humans are born with. A baby is born with. <laughs> baby has its own fingerprints. Its own, its own um, DNA, its, its, own, its own ability to grow up and be its own person. So, you know, these are the type of things that we should be uh, honoring. Um, we, we should, put, put, uh, the government should be protecting as well as South Africans. But, um, you know, the, it's a dark human rights day for me, you know, due to property rights being eroded by our own government. Yeah, uh, uh, But nonetheless, uh, we celebrate Human Rights Day due to the fact that, you know, 60 people were killed in shock for the 1960s by another collectivist and socialist government, at yeah. the time, which was the apartheid government. Mm-hmm. And um, the same thing happened. I don't understand why Marikana is not a, a some type of, you know, where people of Marikana, as well as, you know, people like Life SM Danny are not... Um, Celebrated in the same manner. These people were killed. A government that never gave a fuck about them. Yeah, that was um, in, so, in one instance it was just chasing money, in another it just wanted I don't know. It didn't give yeah, it didn't give people the right to to protest, even though of course yes, that that right was um, the protest was a bit violent, but you cannot just shoot down people whenever yeah. you want. So exactly, you know this yeah, this human rights is in vain for me. It's um, We don't deserve to be celebrating human rights if our government itself does not protect the rights, the God-given rights of people, which is the right to life, to liberty and to property. And those are the rights that God gives to all human beings, no matter what. Exactly. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, I totally agree there. I think that uh, human rights, I mean, it, it's, it's so funny how this virus actually, again, it kicks everything that we know about life out of the window and i mean i had to you only reminded me now that um it's actually human rights day today and yeah i mean um guys you know property rights are are human rights you know um remember if the i'm not saying that it's a good thing that the coronavirus broke out but um there, there is some sort of silver lining on this um which is that um you know, it has kind of delayed the government's plans to um, take away our property without compensation. Huh? You're not on the screen, bro. What are you saying? Huh? <laughs> like, it's like, anyway, so th- I'm just saying that the coronavirus is, um, um, uh, it's, it's it kind of, it, it's delaying the plans of the government. Yeah. But it, I'm not, and again, that's a silver lining. I'm not saying it's a good thing, you know. I'm, I don't want people go and say, hey, Dumo, Dumo said that, hey, it's good that coronavirus is happening because uh, they're not taking our property rights. No, I don't. I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying that's a silver lining. So and um, also at the same time, I mean, uh, you know, you, you also have to maybe this time we can actually use it to reflect on what's really going on in the country. Like, guys, I mean, what do you want? What type of future do you want to have for your children? Do you want to have one where the government decides everything? Like what they should eat, what they should wear, where they should sleep, what they should be taught at school, and stuff like that. Is that what you really want for your children? Or would you rather want to have a place where you own your own property, you own your own house, and the government can't take it away from you, you know, unless they want to buy it and they pay you a lot of money for it? You know, or you go to a school, or you choose what you want isn't that what we want? But now we're giving, because in the name of security, we're giving all the very rights that are so valuable to us away to the government. And you can already see now, I mean, even now, I mean, the government has put in some draconian policies with regards to this coronavirus. And you can see, and, and some of them, some of the policies that they put in place, some of them are good, some of them not so good. But I'm just saying, you know, like, you know, just, Look out for yourself sometimes. I know people are going to say, oh, but Tuma, that's being selfish. No, it isn't. It's not being selfish. You look it at I mean, how is it that a government official can look out for himself, but you can't? That's not fair. You know, it if a government fair. of... yeah Exactly. If the government official can look out for himself and do what he wants, then I think you should be allowed to... do You should have the same rights as well. You can't give away your rights for security. In fact... Um, Milton Friedman put, puts it this way, and I'm and I'm paraphrasing him. He says that if you give away your freedom for security, you'll get neither. You'll not get freedom, and then you'll not get security. So I'm glad we're celebrating Human Rights Day. I know it's going to be in social isolation. Um, some guys will be playing Call of Duty or something, <laughs> the new one. <laughs> I actually started playing it the other day. It's actually, it's not a bad game. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> But yeah, just remember, guys, um, you know, just, uh, I, I would just want to just say that, guys, remember, just, you got rights. Fight for your rights, people. Fight for your rights. You know, don't, don't just give them away just because of, of security. It's not, it's not the right thing to do. That's mm-hmm. my
1: message. And oh yeah, my happy, rent. <laughs> happy human rights day to everyone. Enjoy yeah. it. Uh, enjoy it in your isolation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but um, yeah, I hope that everyone has been able to um, to really take into the into effect into account that you know human rights are being eroded in South Africa, and we should actually take a stand. And remember that you know this is not the first time when our human rights as black people, since was taken away during apartheid times and also colonial times, we our lives deteriorated. Um, our lives deteriorated Im- tremendously when they took our property it deteriorated tremendously yeah. and it's not going to be any different now and if human rights mean anything to you it should be um i should remind you that when you take someone's human rights you deteriorate their life to absolute and abject poverty, mm. and uh we don't none of us deserve that everyone has to have the freedom To own their own property, to get whatever job they may, to hire whoever they may, fire who they may, whatever it may be. This is what people fought for Yeah, in
0: 1960
1: as well as 1994 and during colonial times as well. This is what we fought for, human rights. And if this thing, if this day means anything to you, it should mean the fact that human rights must be protected at all costs, including and most importantly, life liberty and your property no matter what so yeah, yeah. that's
0: all right is, is there anything else you want to talk about in zuzo uh um, i think we can yeah, i'm done man i'm done all right okay guys yeah, um man. okay before i'm in the show just want to say
1: oh, yeah, um, have, uh, yeah? get out of here. yes i don't sorry, have guys. get out of oh, oh, years have, have <laughs> i have uh um, oh yeah please 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 yeah, i would like I have, to hear them um the city of Kukuleni Mayor, Zandiz who said that uh there's a vaccine in Cuba. That uh for the vaccine for the COVID nineteen virus. Uh, <laughs> Which is a lie. Because like <laughs> every other country they just they just are promoting or shopping. They are they 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 let's say they um uh their recommendation for anything that can be used To kill the COVID 19 virus or to vaccinate people's people from the COVID nineteen virus. It's not a cure, it's not the cure. It's just an opportunity to test it. Uh from what I've heard is that it doesn't necessarily help. But um we shouldn't we shouldn't use that. Uh we should this guy, Ms. Just shut up and get out of here. Uh he's just being about his ideolog ideological uh start to the city of gurulele which must be uh stopped at all costs and yeah for him get out of here
0: and you must go go live in cuba i don't understand this like there's this one guy on my on my um, facebook um one of my facebook friends uh, i'm not going to mention his name but he yeah. he's he's constantly praising cuba like, oh, they've got the best healthcare, or they may find the coronavirus cure and everything like that. And I'm like, come on, man. Come on, dude. Just go live there. Go learn some Spanish and go live there, bro. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's, this is the thing, guys. If you, you all you commies out there that, that, that keep saying, yeah, Yo, you know, Cuba, they do everything so well, go live there. Go. Go live there, please.
1: I've had friends that went there for holiday, and yeah. they give you a first account of what the hell how bad it is in there so it's only in Havana where essentially where the government uh, headquarters are where it's probably nice where it's nice because obviously there's they keep it as a tourist attraction yeah uh, but the cars the the buildings it's like 1960 there Uh, it's still the same shit in the Obviously the architecture is nice, but at the end of the day, you know, there's no, there hasn't been any type of development there. But besides Havana, if you go beyond that, it's poor half. Everyone is yeah. living in poverty. Everyone is poor half. My friend was saying that there's there's a line you don't cross, and if you cross it, just know that you might get your shit jacked. If you're wearing a nice shirt, you're gonna have, you're gonna come back with no shit. And they're just gonna try and jack you and sell it on the black market that's how cuba is uh it's a real communist heaven for everyone else uh who believes in communism and you know go yeah go live there man if you enjoy it so badly if you love it so much go live there man and go enjoy exactly
0: yeah and one more thing as well um the communist um i think the the the, the cuban government released the thing saying that they have zero cases of coronavirus um, new infections, right? And I'm like, well, yeah, who wants to go to Cuba? Like, really? Come <laughs> on. Like, I mean, it, no one's fighting to go to get into Cuba. They don't even have yeah. to put on a travel ban. In fact, the travel ban that they have is guys leaving Cuba, like Cubans leaving yeah. Cuba. So, really. So, all you guys, they're saying, you know, Cuba going to have this cure. And plus, it's not even official. I mean, the government has even said you shouldn't mislead people on, the, on coronavirus and what, what, and what, what. Go look at the evidence, you know, and plus probably the government will tell us, but let's see what they say. Um, I would like to see what they say about a cure. But yeah, man, um, okay, so that's the get out of here. All right, guys, um, I'm going to close, I'm going to end off the podcast. And yeah, guys, if, as I said before, oh, um, during the podcast, you would have seen some names of people at the bottom of the screen. Those are our supporters. So if you really want your name there and on our website, um please support us, become a citizen. Um just go to manpatriot.com forward slash support dash us and you will see all the information there. Anything else you yeah. want to say in Zuzo before we end the show?
1: Uh nothing, guys. Just um try um practice social distancing, uh wash your hands, you know, the regular shit that they guys tell you the government must um coronavirus. Is I know we haven't had any deaths, but you know, just be just be precaution, just uh, take precaution over your life and your family's life, and um, yeah, uh, blessed blessings to all of you. God bless South Africa. Uh, yes, and no, and no place else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much for watching our our, our episode today. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, if there's anything that you guys want us to talk about, please do not hesitate to touch that dial, to comment, whatever it may be, to get in touch with us. Please yeah. do so. Uh, please join uh, Patreon for us. Become a Patreon and you know just give us you know some type of um, donation, whatever it may be. But um, yeah, man, just have a blessed week and protect your guys, protect your, yourself and your family.
0: All right. Okay, guys, as for me, that's the end of it, man. See you next week, uh. okay. Cheers.